this is where I think a lot of people get stuck, honestly, is because we wait for the clarity before we do something. Bingo. And like, had I waited, I wouldn't be here. Like, I'd still be wondering what the fuck to do. Like, I just wouldn't have figured it out. But from being willing to be like, okay, is this the thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life? I don't know. But we got to like, just get out there and try it and see what happens. Because I think for me, and what I see to be true for a lot of my clients, clarity just comes from learning and probably fucking some shit up. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is a good one. I am joined by my girlfriend, Elise Danielle. She is also a coach and a business mindset mentor. I was on her podcast a couple years ago called The Things We Didn't Do podcast. So be sure to go check it out. Today, we talk all about mindset strategy. We talk about consistent cash months in your business. We also talk a lot about travel and how she and I are just so aligned with what we get to do. You guys, this podcast, I always want to showcase the good humans doing good work. And Elise is one of those. So I hope you tag us when you listen to it. Be sure to share it with a friend. And thank you for being here. Go follow Elise right now, Elise underscore Danielle underscore over on Instagram and check out her podcast. Enjoy today's episode. Okay, y'all. So I was just talking to Elise about her last name because her last name may actually be way harder than my last name, but neither one of us go by our last names because it's that hard. So welcome, Elise Danielle. Hey, girl. Hi, thank you. It's the it's the French last names they get us, don't they? Okay. So tell <laughs> how do you actually say your last name again? Maisonneuve. Maisonneuve. And I was just telling yeah. Elise, my last name for even if you guys have listened to all like 180 podcasts, my last name is Lecure, but it's actually Le Cuyer when yeah. you say it in French, but like no one does that. So yeah. you guys Today's podcast is going to be amazing. You know it because my girl Elise is here and we go by first names only. Christina and Elise. I'm so <laughs> glad that you're here. <laughs> I love it. And the funny thing about Elise and I is that we got connected through our coach, Lacey, years ago. We kind of like three degrees of like separation for us. I was on Elise's podcast, things we did not do. And then... um we reconnected over on IG. She's over here now today. And um, she's originally from Canada as well, but she's living over in Australia. I'm in the United States and Australia is one of my favorite countries. So you guys, this is just going to be one of the best little podcasts ever. Yes, it will be. I love it. I love, I get like, 
really excited when I meet random people on the internet that are from Canada because I'm like yeah. like you I feel like it just doesn't happen a ton you know what I mean do you have any Canadian clients I do yeah, yeah. I do I yeah. still have like probably I have four clients from British Columbia right now oh, and I have one from um one from Alberta and like two or three from Ontario so it's like I cannot get rid of my Canadian crew I love them I love them too. It's so good. It's like, yeah, you just connect in a different way sometimes. Hey, totally. So tell everyone who you are, what you do, and we'll kind of go into it. Yay. So I'm Elise Danielle, as we know that last name just is never getting spelled. (laughs) I am a business coach and mindset coach. And so I very long winded way that I got into this business. So one of my first businesses was yoga teaching, then I moved into nutrition. And, you know, I have a background in psychology and marketing from the bachelor degree days. And it's so funny how like, when you're in it, you just never see how all of the pieces are coming together. But in hindsight, I'm like, of course, it all makes sense. So I started this business uh, almost five years ago. And grew and scale it to six figures in like 10 months, which was crazy considering how challenging I found my first previous businesses to grow. I think that's just such a, just want to normalize that because I think that's just such a normal story for so many of us. And yeah, I work with women to really help them grow and scale businesses in a super sustainable way. That's really just based on business fundamentals and really knowing how to leverage our brains so that we can create more of what we want and actually create a business that doesn't just scale monetarily, but actually feels fun as we're doing it. Because I think there's such a big difference between you can make six figures, you can make multiple six figures, but then doing that and being able to hold that, sustain it and actually enjoy the ride as the business grows are completely different things. So that's really my passion and what I just absolutely adore doing day in and day out. I just can't believe we're so lucky that we get to do this every day. <laughs> so now you guys know why Elise is on the show today, because even <laughs> though we say it very differently, we're both saying yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah. We're both yeah. saying that we absolutely love what we do. Money is amazing. Don't get me wrong. We both love amazing money. We love the benefits that come from it. But ultimately, if you hate what you're doing, It is fucking miserable and it's not worth it. So please put it in the can and do something different because once you figure out how to do something that you love and you're able to make money, oh my gosh, it's such a gift. And it's literally, I do believe that we are so lucky to be able to do this. So I think something that you said in the beginning, there's a lot of things that I want to touch on there, but something that you said in the beginning was you were doing a couple of businesses beforehand that were, that felt really hard and out of alignment. Do you want to talk about that? Because I think there's different iterations of what we're going to be talking about today. Love that. So, you know, when I first, it was interesting because I came over to Australia about Oh my gosh, 12 years ago. And so I, we like, I was, how old was I? 26. And literally my husband and I, we weren't married at the time. We're just starting from scratch. Like we literally, I came over with a suitcase and a backpack and like sold everything in my apartment, like got rid of everything. And it was really a starting from scratch at 26. And so you know, so much of that mindset, I think has also supported me so much in business in so many ways, because I was really willing to 
be super uncomfortable, not know what the heck was going to happen, not know what the hell I was going to do. You know, I feel like so many people are like, what the hell is she doing? She's 26. She's like leaving her job, burning everything down just to like go overseas and see what happens sort of thing. And so when I first came over here, I was pretty restricted work-wise just because of visas and restrictions and all of that kind of stuff. So I was working jobs that I hated, not that I loved the stuff I was doing in Vancouver, but it was really helpful because it kind of pushed me much quicker to like venture out and do more of what I wanted to do. And so, you know, health and nutrition had always been just a huge part of my life. And I was like, okay, well, I've got nothing to lose. May as well go all in, did my yoga teacher training and then quit my job to go and do that full time. And whilst it was very different business model, obviously I was still consulting and essentially needed to really sell myself to be able to get good classes, good pay, be in demand, have like good time slots, all of that kind of thing. So that was really my first delve into entrepreneurship in so many ways, even though I didn't really, I mean, you know, we all had the lemonade stands and the dog walking and the millions of things I did as a child. Yes, totally. (laughs) But that was really my first peek into being like, okay, I'm solely responsible for my income. So if I'm not proactive, if I don't get like good time slots, make myself known in the community as being a really sought after teacher, like I'm not going to make very much money and this is going to suck. So I did really well with that in the sense of like, God, I was teaching so much yoga. I think I was teaching 25, 30 classes a week, which really works out to be like 60 hours minimum with your before and after and travel time and anything. And so very quickly, I was like, okay, I do love this. I love being responsible for my income, the freedom, all of that. But like, if I go away, I don't get paid. If there's holidays, too much of it was out of my control (laughs) that I did not love. (laughs) And so I just quickly saw too how I was going to be able to, I was just burning myself out. Like there's just only so much physical activity one can do in a week without being absolutely exhausted. And I was quickly- But you probably looked unfucking real at the time. Yes, it definitely <laughs> helped. <laughs> I'm not mad at the, when I look back, I'm like, damn, those damn girl. hours of, work, of working out definitely <laughs> served me. <laughs> And I did love it. So that was another thing. Like I genuinely, like I just have always been a very, like I love physical activity. It's like one of the things that just lights me up and I just could always do (laughs) so much of, and it really fulfills me. So I loved that. And that taught me so many pieces. And it was interesting because I had a few opportunities because a few of my friends opened up studios at that time. And I saw them really build the businesses from the ground up. And there was a couple times where they were like, Hey, do you want to come into business with me? Or should we open a studio here? And it was just such a strong gut. Fuck no. (laughs) Cause I just knew I wanted location independence. I didn't want to be tied down to a studio. I knew the logistics and it's not a super easy business model and, and not honestly, nothing's a super easy business model, but I just knew that wasn't going to align with ultimately what I really wanted. So burnt myself out of that. And that really started to give me the push to dive into my nutrition business full on. So long story short, started to see people in person. I had studied, you know, in Canada and had just never really given it a red hot go. And that was my first dive into online entrepreneurship. So did the big 
you know, I won't say the program name, but like did the big online programs, built the WordPress website over many tiers and wine. I can still remember those nights where I'm like, whoa, this is horrible. And, you know, honestly, I was really half in, half out for quite a while, but I learned so much. Like I really learned you know, did so many programs, invested in a ton of things. And I was really doing the classic mistake of like solving random problems, but not really understanding fundamentally what I needed to do in business to really build a sustainable model and grow it. And it was, it's hard when you're just learning, like you just, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so that was really something that I started to see how like, oh, interesting. Like, the nutrition is important, but when we go so much deeper and we actually look at what is their thoughts, feelings, behaviors, emotions around food, things shifted so much quicker for my clients. And it was one of those light bulb moments where like, once I knew that I just couldn't unknow it. And then I became very uninterested with the surface level nutrition stuff. <laughs> I just like couldn't, it was just sucking my soul to only focus on the surface and not dive deeper. And that was when I was like, okay, I meant to do more here in the sense of like, I meant to work people on a deeper level. And it's so funny in hindsight, I remember like one of the things I used to say in my nutrition business was like, you know, I was really focused on helping women um, navigate their relationship with food. And it was, I'm like, cause we have better fucking things to worry about. Like, and like, we got shit to do. We can't be stressing over our bodies and worried about our weight and obsessing about food when we have like things to do in this world. Like that just takes too much energy. So in hindsight, looking back, it was always interesting to see how like, oh, I always wanted to just really support women to really own their voice, do the things they felt we're really lighting them up in the world and monetize that, but I just didn't know it at the time. So when I had that light bulb moment, I pretty much just fired my clients. I shut down my membership. I literally ripped the website down. When I know something, I just take a lot of rapid action and I just delved head into this. So really learning from those mistakes of pretty much kind of dancing one foot in one foot out, had a ton of debt from that business. I you know, probably was getting to 3k, 5k months, which isn't terrible by any means, but it just was not where I wanted it to be. And it just felt like pulling just mud up a hill. So when I started this business, I just decided to go all in. So Lacey is both of our mentors. I hired her with no business doing so right from the get-go. I think I maybe had literally just started my Facebook group signed a client and then was like, screw it. We got to go all in if this is going to happen. And and I got two part-time jobs that I really hated in a deep way <laughs> to be able to support my mortgage and to be able to then reinvest in the business. Cause I just knew that was such a missing piece from dabbling before was not having that high level support and not having someone help me look at it from that top down perspective to really see the moving pieces in a different way. And so I'm still in awe of my willingness to do that, to be honest. I'm like, damn, I had like some cojones there to really be willing to go all in, especially when it would have been so easy to make up stories about how much debt I carried, how I was a failure, how all of that. And it was really that decision. I know you talk so much about deciding that changed everything. And within... I think 12 weeks, I'd had my first 10K cash month. I was able to quit both part-time jobs 
And then we just kind of grew from there, which is insane to say, but very much with that decision. That's awesome. So there's a few things that I want to talk about before we kind of go into like what it looks like now, but you guys, Elise is like a billboard for everything that I talked about. Number one, she talked a ton about clarity. She talked a ton about a decision going all in, you know, guys, if you've listened to one episode of this podcast, you've listened to a thousand when you've heard me say (laughs) a decision is something that is not negotiated on. She knew she was all in burn the bridges, get the two jobs, like cancel her membership group. She was willing to go all in it still to this day, whether you're my client or whether you've been a past client or you just follow me on social media, or this is your first podcast. It literally blows my mind when I hear a person tell me all of the reasons why it's not working. If they are not 100% all in, it is almost impossible. And would you agree? It is almost impossible for it not to work. If you're hundred percent all in. I agree. Because then you're just focused on the long game, which is only like, even just from a practical perspective, you're going to make such different decisions. You're going to make such different decisions. Like I never would have made that decision to invest multiple five figures in a coach if I hadn't decided. I just wouldn't have done it. No, exactly. You just knew. So one thing too, that I think is really, really important for you is you had to do a multitude of things to get the clarity to know what it is that you actually wanted. I talk a lot about clarity. You know, sometimes people are kind of like, you're just not clear, but once you're clear and once you've decided that's when things really go. So do you think that like, for you, like talk about that clarity piece. Like, obviously, like, I think that that is a a piece that a lot of people skip over is that you needed to try a bunch of different things in order to figure out what you wanted to do. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. I love that you point that out. And I think the caveat, this is where I think a lot of people get stuck, honestly, is because we wait for the clarity before we do something. Bingo. And like, had I waited I wouldn't be here. Like I'd still be wondering what the fuck to do. Like I just wouldn't have figured it out. But from being willing to be like, okay, is this the thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life? I don't know. But like, we got to like, just get out there and try it and see what happens. Cause I think that's just for me and what I see to be true for a lot of my clients, clarity just comes from learning and probably fucking some shit up. (laughs) Yes. Action. It comes from action. I mean, we've all heard it, but like people are waiting to be motivated. People are waiting to have that clarity, but you have to take action in order to get really clear on you on what you wanted. At least had to do 60 hours of yoga each week to realize that like, Oh, yoga isn't what she wants to do. Like she didn't know that unless she did something different. So I just, I freaking love that. So you're at the part of the story now that you have started the business. You're starting to bring in really good income. And one thing that I want to point out, if you, I know you guys heard it, but I want you to understand she was willing to get two part-time jobs in order to make the business like sustainable, like actually financially until it was monetizing in itself. You know, I know that there's a lot of people out there and I'm not saying they're wrong, but there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, go all in 150%, make it work. But that's stress on your nervous system. There's a lot of people that, you know, have completely different situations than Elise and I did. I was still doing my, and I've said it a hundred times, I was still doing my corporate and charity golf gig, which was making multiple six figures at the time before I decided to can that. And obviously the pandemic helped me can it completely, but you know, I was still willing to do that in order to fund this business. So 
listen to what she had to say there. You're not doing it wrong if you need to bring in income until it monetizes itself. Thank you for saying that. Cause I think there's a lot of people that just make themselves so wrong that it's like not bringing yeah. in this money right off the get-go. That's just not how business works. No honestly. shit. Like there's, there's a- <laughs> It's just not like it's, it's wild how we put, like, I think we're so lucky in the online space because we have way lower expenses and there is such a huge opportunity to monetize so much quicker than there is in a traditional physical business. But that doesn't mean that like it's instant by any way, shape or form and that it even should be, or even like, it just wouldn't even be sustainable either. So to be totally honest, the only reason why I did that is because I had that mindset before with like, no, I have to go all in and like invested and didn't have money coming in and just saw how much that put me in like a freeze mode and just did not serve my mindset, put me in such scarcity and panic around being able to make money. And that's just the opposite energy that works for me. Like I don't, I, I had at least made enough mistakes to learn that about myself where I'm like, okay, high, high, high stakes pressure is not how I operate best. (laughs) So like, let's take the pressure down. So I'm not in this constant heightened nervous system state where I have to do so much work just to keep myself at a base level, never mind be able to be in that mindset and in that state where I'm really locked in on my decision and can really be in that forward facing, really positive headspace because it just makes all of the difference. So yeah, that was just, I'm so grateful. And I see so many women beat themselves up about this because people, there's just this narrative is like, you're not all in if you get two jobs. It's like, no, like any physical business needs an investor. Any business needs an investor, whether that's going to be your personal savings, the bank, investors that you bring on board. Like there's just no business that operates without some sort of investment and some sort of money to start it up properly. Right. So I luckily learned that the hard way and (laughs) it just served me so much. And ironically, I remember it's a fun manifesting story, but my husband at the time had like this he was like going to take a work trip to Fiji. And I was like, I will be damned if I'm not joining you on that damn work trip to Fiji. And so I remember when I got the two part-time jobs, I was like eight weeks max. Like I'm doing this for eight weeks. I will quit immediately. Like I was both simultaneously in the idea of like, whatever, if it takes six months, it takes six months. I'm in it, but also I'm unavailable for that to a certain level. And that was really like the magic for me. And it was wild because it was literally, I remember if it was eight or 10 weeks, one of the two, but literally to the day, I remember being like, I have gotten a steady stream of clients. Okay. Money is flowing in. And I had to really just trust that that was going to continue to happen. And then 10 weeks to the day, I was like, okay, we got clients. We got money flowing in. Like, I feel good about being able to like drop these jobs and have more space to take on more clients. And it was literally the exact time. So it was great to be in that delusional state of like, I think at the time my husband's like, okay, it's good on you. We'll see what happens sort of thing. Not that he would have said that, but he was like, oh shit, like she's actually really doing it and it's like working and it's all happening. So yeah, that decision has served me so much at so many times of business. I love that. And you guys hear what she had to say. She was like saying that while even while her husband was probably like, okay, good for you. Like she was so bought in on the decision, even if her husband like 
like, I feel like our husbands are probably similar. Like my husband is so supportive. He's like, yeah, babe, do your thing. But I'm sure he's kind of like, bitch, you're crazy, but I love you. Go be crazy. You know, he, the degree, he always says, all of you women are crazy. It's just the degree in which we can handle. And I was like, bang on you're right brother I love you um and he has put up with my crazy over the years but you know I'm always the person to prove it just like you were proving it to to your husband you know I really think that anyone kind of in the beginning stages starting a business I think that they would love to hear from you and I'd love to hear from you as well how did you start bringing on those clients in the beginning because I think that that's some like everyone thinks it's a secret like this Secret, I love right? it. Yeah. Like, what was the secret? What was Tell it? Us. Oh, and this is good. Like, I, I'm so proud of myself looking back to, cause I'm like, I was fucking delusional. Like <laughs> I didn't have any examples of this. Like it, this didn't seem like a magic strategy that would just like, had I tried to plan ahead and be like, okay, here's the magic strategy. That's going to get me to 10 K months within 12 weeks. I would have completely ruined everything. And I never would have gotten there to be totally honest. So literally I opened a Facebook group. I did it pretty much to be completely honest. Cause I was terrified about announcing to the wider social media that I had burnt my business to the ground and was starting a business coaching practice. Cause I was convinced people would think I was just doing it because that was like some easy ticket, even though it's not, there's tons of business coaches out there that aren't making money. Yeah. But I had all of this fear around the judgment of it and what were people going to think? And I was just going to be one of those slimy people on the internet slanging things off. And so I started the group and I really focused a lot of my content on there. Now, of course I like worked at growing it, but you guys, I think by the time I hit my first 10 K months, I had 30 people in the group. 30. That's phenomenal. Actually, if we can really listen to what she just said, (laughs) she hit 10 K with 30 people. And thank you for saying that because still to this day, even if I tell people like left, right and center. So like, I know Mm -hmm. I have more followers than you, but I also want to point out that a lot of my followers came from when I was on television playing golf. And so I'm always like, really try to like, I show the analytics all the time on my social media. I'm like, listen, I I have still to this day, I have like 40% dudes who most of them followed me for golf. You know, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like they always like, what do you shoot? I'm like, these people are not fucking paying me. So it's really, really helpful to see that like you do not need that many people in order to make $10,000 a month. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. Just jumping in here for two quick seconds to first of all, say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a subscriber or leaving us a five-star review or leaving us a comment or really thank you for copying that link and sending this episode to someone who may need it. It's how we get the podcast out. You know, there's no advertisements on this podcast and it's just how we get the message out from myself and my guests because This is really why I'm showing up each week is to help people decide it's their turn. And the second thing is I just wanted to let you know that every week I tell you, text me the word podcast or coach to 501-222-3362 or send me a message on Instagram. Both of those ways connect with me directly. And if you've 
ever had any questions about my one-on-one coaching. You know, on this podcast all the time, I talk about my clients and the results that they're getting. And perhaps you've thought to yourself, well, gosh, what does a coach even do? Or gosh, I need to level up and I need someone to help me get to that next level. If that's ever something that you have thought about, text me 501-222-3362. Ask me any questions. That is a direct connection to me. You guys, I show up, do this podcast, pay thousands of dollars each month to produce it because I love it. I love serving my clients. I love serving you. And I'm so grateful that you're here. So thank you again for listening. If you've never connected with me, send me a text 501-222-3362. Just text me the word podcast or coach. You and I will talk back and forth and I'll be able to serve you in the capacity that I can, or we'll jump on a free clarity call to see if working with a coach is something that you need to get to the next level of life or business. You guys, I'm so grateful. Thank you for listening to the podcast and enjoy the rest of the episode. They've heard me say a thousand times what it really takes, but I love that you're really pointing this out because it's so helpful to hear 30 people. That's all it took. Those are her ride or dies, 30 people to have $10,000 months. The reason why that worked was because I didn't write those people off. And I don't think we do this consciously. So I'm not like, you know, making anyone feel bad here, but I think it's so easy for that to infiltrate our brains and for us to fall into the BS idea that that's not enough people. So, you know, I went and, and to be fair too, cause I had the nutrition practice before at the end of it, there were a lot of people that have been following me being like, how did you do this? Well, how did you get your first nutrition client? So I did have some people asking me those questions and there was some of that interest going on too, that definitely gave me that nudge into this direction. But I don't think any of those people actually paid me in the beginning to be fair too. So just want to be clear, but I treated those 30 people like they were already my clients. Like I showed up for them like an insane amount. I was like in that group daily, asking them questions, doing live trainings, asking them what I could help them with. I messaged every single person that joined the group and was like, hi, I'm here to actually help you. What's going on? Like, tell me where you're at in business. What's feeling like the hardest thing? I will give you free coaching if you want it. Like, let's hop on a call. Like I just went to the upteenth degree to really, really, really support the people in front of me. And because I had just learned so many things the hard way, I also was just so locked in on the real core foundations of my business. Even though I didn't necessarily, this wasn't like a conscious strategic thing at the time. It was just my default from making all the mistakes. So like, I was so locked in on my ideal client because I had seen that person. I had been that person. I had like, you know, I had a lot of friends that fell into that degree where they were very in the nutrition or the natural health arena, but were just so under-resourced in terms of knowing how to run the business aspect of it. And they were, they had a lot of money mindset stuff around like, well, I can't charge if I really like it and I'm taking money from people. And if I love it, then I don't get to get paid for it. And like all of this unconscious belief that I think is true for a lot of us, I think, especially as women, to be honest, who genuinely just care about the work that we do. So I knew these people inside and out. And that really helped my content to hit home, which really helped me create enough connection with the people for them to then see how I could support them and for them to really understand why they should take next steps with me. So I was like, I, it's so fun to even look back at, cause sometimes I look back at this content. I'm like, damn, like I was unapologetic. Like I was just so willing to say, 
the exact thing. I was willing to call them out. I am very spicy and I was willing to be really like tough love, brutally honest with them because frankly, I was sick of seeing so many incredible humans I knew that were so good at what they did, but were struggling financially because they couldn't meld the business strategy and the mindset with like the purpose-driven hearts that they have. And I was just so locked in on what I needed to say to them to help them see what problems they really needed to solve. So that was such a big part of it that I want to emphasize because I think so many of us think we're doing this, but we're not doing it to the depth that is really required to get the conversions that you want. Like the only reason why I was able to convert such a high amount and like still like We've been posting at multiple. I was just about multi- to ask, do yeah. you feel like you do anything different? Because I'm listening to you no. right now and I'm going, <laughs> I'm six years in. Guess what? I do the exact same yeah. shit that Elise has said to this day. To this yes. day. It's the exact Absolutely. same thing. Yeah. Fundamentals are exactly the same. Now, I obviously, we do that in a more scaled way and I have team support with aspects of that but the fundamentals exactly the same exactly the same and to be fair like if you're a little bit further along too this might resonate more but what I see happen with a lot of people who have scaled to six or multiple six is like we kind of drop this that shit and I see so many clients come to me having grown and then wonder why things aren't sustaining or it's hard to kind of keep it going it's like we sometimes forget how important the fundamentals are to do at every stage of business and, or we don't really understand how to do that to scale. So it's not so labor intensive for us, but we have team kind of help out and are able to kind of grow it in that way too. But fundamentals are the same. Like it's just not, it's honestly not rocket science, but I think, (laughs) and I'm not poo-pooing you or making you guys feel bad if it's like, well, I'm not getting it. I get it. I've a hundred percent been there. And I think it's hard if we're not like, I have a background in marketing and psychology. And so that really helps me know how to think like my clients do and know how to communicate in that way. And I think if we're not taught those aspects, it's, we just don't know it. It's just a skill we haven't yet learned. And that's like so learnable, but I think to be honest, we kind of poo poo that. And it's not the sexiest thing to invest in or the sexiest thing to learn And so we skim over the surface and we never go deep enough to actually get these things working so potently where you can hit 10K months with just 30 people in your audience. Yes. Yes. To all of the things that she said, you know, the one question I want to ask, you know, there's a few, but the one question I want to ask, because obviously like confidence is one of the main things that I talk about. So if someone's listening to this and they're going, okay, easy for you to say, how did you gain the confidence to be willing to do those things right off the jump, like to 30 people, like how were you willing to call people out? How were you willing to say, I'm the best at this? How are you willing to say, this is what I do and I can help you? Because, you know, I've worked with hundreds of people one-on-one and I've seen how the mindset comes in. And a lot of people want to believe it's the strategy. Elise just told you the strategy. So the mindset thing is what's holding 80% of people back. So let's, let's hear from you. How did you have the confidence? Yeah. Good question. Such a good question. Cause it surprises me sometimes when I look back on content too, I was like, shit, good for me. (laughs) It was triple fold. So I think one big piece of that, honestly, was that 
I had just had the worst thing happen that could possibly happen, which was like, I failed a business and I shut it down. So that was like, so freeing as like a very driven human, I think. And someone who is typically quite type A, very high achieving, like that's pretty much my biggest fear really. So to have that happen was like literally the biggest gift in the world because it really forced me into a choice. I had to either choose that like, okay, so we're either going to make this mean that I am shit and I don't know business and I can't make this happen. And I'm just terrible at all of this, or I can just decide that that's what needed to happen for this to ultimately work. And to, and I really did believe that in like my soul (laughs) in that, like, I just had this deep knowing that like, this was the next direction and the thing I was meant to do. So that certainly helped. And I think, you know, I'm quite a spiritual human. And I think just having that connection to self and having that intuition really served me in my confidence because I had that internal knowing and that alignment, which really was my foundation for then being able to build more of the mindset and confidence on top of that too. So essentially it was a fork in a road. I had to decide that like, okay, I'm either going to make this mean I'm a loser and a failure and I can't make this happen. Or I have to decide that this is just leading me to where I need to go. And this is just the right next step for me. And of course, I'm going to be successful because I've just decided I'm also a very stubborn human. So that helps as well. I always say that I'm like, (laughs) I, I love that you say that you're super stubborn. Like I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's all of the things that you said, like so much decision, so much action, so much faith, like the three trademark pillars are decision, yeah, faith and action. But yeah. the one thing about me is that I said, you know, I don't know if I can help you with this, but you're really stubborn. I'm extremely competitive. And I think that those two, like, I think that those things, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't want to lose. Like I want to lose yeah. my arm before I actually lose yeah. everything, you know? So you can't really teach that. I don't think, but those innate characteristics that you have, that all of us have something, those are the things that are really going to propel you in the beginning of a business. And like, just like Elise said, like she had quote unquote failed one business and, but she was willing to do this next one. She was willing to kind of go all in. She saw the mistakes that she made. She was really clear on what she wanted. And then she decided that she was going to go all in to do something different and, and get this time what she actually wanted. So, cause I always like to be like super clear to people. So your first 10 K month, cause I don't know where you stand. And I know a lot of people have a very much different opinion, but were you just selling one product or service in the beginning or did you have multiple offers? I'm a big proponent. People know who listen to this. I like the one offer to make sure you're really clear in the beginning. But what did you just have one offer? Were you doing multiple things? Let's talk, chat about that for a sec. Yeah, good question. So it was just one. I was literally just selling one-on-one spots. Thank and you for thank you for making I'm that true. Such a proponent of that too. Like my yeah. first year, I scaled to six figures with one offer and yes. hit six figures in 10 months. And that was all one offer. I had like a longer term one-on-one and then I down the road introduced an intensive, but it was one core one offer. Thing. And I got really fucking good at knowing how to sell that, how to communicate that how to market that, how to like what all of those pieces and processes were that really worked for me and my audience before introducing anything else. And I really see that to be why I had a great, great success with the mastermind too, even though the first launch wasn't great. Like our first launch wasn't even five figures, but now 
last two and a half years, it's been a minimum six figure launch. And literally it's just because I did it for four years. <laughs> Bingo. That's another thing that she just said. She was willing. And oh, thank you for saying that. I did not know that about you. So her first mastermind launch, she said was under four figures. Under five, it under was like five, fi- five figures. figures and then someone pulled out. So it was like 8K or something. Okay. Yeah. So her <laughs> first mastermind launch was $8,000. Now I know yeah. that there's some of you thinking, oh my God, that's so much money. Or some of you thinking, oh my God, that's nothing. But at yeah. the end of the day for the amount of work, because girl, I did masterminds for like five years. I know that is so yeah. much fucking work for $8,000 for a long-term commitment. That is like yeah. pennies on your hourly rate. 100%. So yeah. It's nothing. And it's so yeah. hard the first time because you have no systems, no processes, no launch strategy, no nothing. So she's basically no working for 32 cents an hour, folks. I swear to God. <laughs> but <laughs> so but I love the fact that she was willing to do it for the next four years and worked it until it friggin' worked. Like she knew mm-hmm. she did not quit. She did not pivot. She just figured out what worked and what didn't, and she was willing to keep going. So now when she's, you know, screaming from the rooftops, and I'm sure she does it, I had, you know, a six-figure launch. It's because she was willing to do it for a long period of time until it became that. Do you believe that's true? Oh, one million percent. Oh, absolutely. One million percent. It's like the biggest not secret secret, but I mean, I'll be a little sassy here like just most people aren't willing to do it amen yeah and like I'm not poo-pooing you if that's how it's feeling but I again I think that's a mindset problem to be totally 100 a mindset problem when it doesn't feel worth it is when we don't believe it's going to pay off I had that exact discussion with a client on a coaching call today you know we had <laughs> set a goal I swear to you we had set a goal that, that by like that. the eighth session he would have hit, had 20 clients and But he's like, well, I don't have two yet. And he only has like four sessions before that thing. And I go, well, are you willing to show up and keep doing the thing and go all in no matter what, whether you get one client or 20 clients? And if the answer is no, again, like, like Elise, I love her. I'm not poo-pooing you. I'm not shitting on you is what I'll say. I'm not shitting on you. But like the mindset shift happens when you're willing to go like, no matter fucking what, I am doing everything that's in my capabilities to make these 20 people happen, whether one happens or 20 happens. And when you have that mindset, it is almost impossible not to get closer with that mindset. Agree. Agree. And is that easy to do? No, no. it's not quite honestly. <laughs> that's why we both have coaches. <laughs> that, yeah, that's exactly. why we're still in it. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say that too, like even at the beginning, like having a coach in my corner, having Lacey support was instrumental to being yeah. me being able to stay locked in on my ability hit that first 10 K month, or I for sure wouldn't have stuck with the mastermind if she hadn't made me promise her before launching the first one that I would do it at least three times. And I was like, that's the fucking smartest thing ever, because that you was just smart. don't even know if it works after the first one, you just don't have enough information. There's too many variables. There's too many uncontrollables to actually understand it. And I think, yeah, we just, we just think of business as such a shorter term game than it really is. And it just does not serve our strategy. It doesn't serve our mindset. And it makes us not learn in a way that really exponentially blows your business the fuck up. Like the only reason why is I exactly 
The only reason why we now only just have six figure launches is because I like put a lot of time and energy into learning how to get it to that level. And that's also what makes it feel safer for me in business because I know how it works. So I'm not panicked about it not working. And sometimes things don't work the way I want it to, but at least I know then what to look for, how to adjust it, how to make it work better. And so you know, for me, that's the only way I would ever want to run a business because that's when you don't feel anxious. You feel secure, you feel grounded, you feel safe because you just fundamentally know how to work pieces of your business to get what you want. And if we don't value the learnings of the failures or the learnings of the process, it's really hard to have that grounded belief, I think. I don't know. What do you think there? No, totally agree. A hundred percent. Like it makes, it makes it so much more willing to stay in it during the hard yeah. days because, you know, we, this podcast isn't about the hard days, but like, I just even recently recorded a podcast on like all of the really, really, really shitty hard things that have happened over the last six years of this yeah. business. But like, yeah. there's a lot of those shitty things. And I think exactly what Elise says is what keeps you in it, what keeps you going through the hard days. So I always want to make sure that like we're giving the audience tangible. So if people are brand new, yeah. they're looking to make that 10K months, what are the three most important things do you believe? And I'm putting you on the spot for this, but the three oh, most it. important <laughs> things for sustainability in a business, in a, in a newer business, like an, uh, you know, in the online space, what are those three things that you think are just like really make a business scalable and sustainable? Good question. So 1 million percent would be your belief and being locked in on it. Like if you're not willing to just be in it until it works, it's going to feel hard. You're going to chop and change strategies. You're going to chop and change offers. You're going to chop and change investments. And it's going to drag out the timeline of you seeing the results that you want. It just, it just is. <laughs> I can say that very confidently after doing that for like almost a decade, you know what I mean? And seeing so many clients through that too. So you just have to be locked in on what is ultimately going to be your truth, what is ultimately going to be the thing that you're deciding on and believing, and that has to be the North Star and the filter from which you make all other decisions. So that's definitely number one. Number two, I am a big fan of getting really, I think, you have to be locked in and confident on what you're selling in order to sell it. Like if you're not locked in and confident in that, you're just not going to sell it. And you're not going, you're just not going to sell it as often physically. You're not going to convert as well because you're not sold on it. And so how the heck are you going to be able to enroll people in that vision and really get behind it? I feel like this is such a strategic thing and an energetic thing because you're just not going to, like, that's the number one thing I ask my clients or I look at is like, this isn't selling. I'm like, how obvious is it that you're even selling this? And like, honestly, eight times out of 10, I'm needing to spend way too long at a first glance on their socials to even see the offer. And oh my gosh, that people. is true. Oh girl. Like people do not sell near enough. It is crazy. No. We forget how people are thinking and consuming when they're on social media. And I, I, I've been saying this for like a year, but I think it's worthwhile saying here too, is like, I've just never seen such a need to be as clear and blatant and problem aware as we need to be now. Like people's brains are overwhelmed. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of hesitancy. So if we're not one being 
really, really direct with how much we're selling and making that so obvious. Like if someone, if you're trying to sell something right now, go and audit your socials, go and look at your Instagram or wherever you're selling. And if you can't see what you're offering within like a minute, you're not doing it clearly enough for people to be able to see it. Like you're making them work way too hard and, and people just aren't going to see it enough to then understand why they should want to take those next steps with you. So being sold on your offer, talking about the offer, and then like, you know, my kind of pillars in business are mindset, messaging, and momentum. Messaging is everything. If you can't communicate effectively to your people, you are going to struggle to market, you're going to struggle to sell, and you're going to struggle to be sustainable in business long-term. So, you know, I have a background in psychology, which helps a lot in this. And I have always enjoyed writing and I, I could talk for hours. Let's be honest here. (laughs) There's no shortage of words coming from my mouth and my brain, but knowing how to communicate that effectively and understanding your people deep enough to really see how we need to meet them where they're at is everything, especially in online business. Cause you've got like 10 seconds to capture their attention, to help them understand why they should pay attention to you and read further. So if we're not really harnessing that, we're going to miss out on sales. And I see that, like, I think two years ago, we could get away with like average messaging and average coffee and marketing. And now we just can't. And so yeah, it's it's like my whole mastermind is about content connections and conversions because I just think if we don't have these skills, it's going to be really hard to grow and scale a sustainable online business. So that's the other piece is like understanding your people inside and out, understanding how their behavior interacts with your content, understanding what's going on for them, and then learning how to get good at communicating that. And you know, I think so many people are like, well, how? And it's like, you really just start and you like, I'm still improving on this skill. Yes, I'm like eight years into business, online business and like, you know, five into this one. And I still play with this. I still challenge myself with this to like, how do I make this better? How do I, you know, be bolder? How do I fill this gap with what I'm communicating to my people? I just don't think it's something that we can outsource. I don't think It's something that we can kind of offhand. Of course, you can learn how to get your team involved and leverage that. But the core of that is really going to be on you because you know, you should know your people the best. You should really understand what's going on for them. So um, that, and then I just believe momentum's a thing. So last bonus point will be being willing to stay in it and work it better and better and better. I think so many of us want the well-oiled machine that is the business, but we don't want to do the really boring, monotonous, repeatable work that gets us there, you know? And I kind of, like, I love how simple my business is. I love that, like, we just celebrated my 40th birthday and spent a month overseas in like oh, Thailand so and the Maldives, which was amazing. I'm the to the Mal- Why well, called the Maldives? I went there for my 40th last year. Shut up. Where do you? We so went hilarious. to Dubai, Africa, and the Maldives. And you went to oh Thailand God. and the Maldives? We went Where to did Thailand, you stay in the Maldives? And the We're going Maldives. total tangent, guys. Tune in. Sorry, it's important. Very important. That, Where did you stay? Uh, Niama. Okay. There, well, I didn't realize there's like 500 islands there. There's a million so, islands. Okay. News, yeah. Newsflash for those of you who want to go, there's like 500 different places that you can go. Yeah. And they're like all privately owned. It's wild. Did you love it? 
I loved it. See, that's so interesting. People have always asked me because we, we did three weeks and we did like 10 days, 10 days a week or whatever. And I actually felt like I liked Dubai and Africa more than I liked the Maldives. Interesting. Maybe it's because you were closer. I don't know. It was like 35 hours for us to get home. And like, I just felt like it was super overpriced. But I mean, don't get me wrong. The bungalows over that like crystal water was amazing for that first photo. But I don't know. Yeah, I loved it. We had like the the resort was next level and it was like two islands attached. So there was like lots of activities you could still do. Like there was a reef right there. Yeah. Could do so much snorkeling. I just I loved it. I really loved it. How did you like Thailand? I loved it. I had backpacked there. I had done like a six month backpacking trip there when I was like 20. So going back like 20 years later in a very different way was amazing but so cool i love thailand i love the food i love the people we went to some smaller islands which i just love because it just feels like you're in a remote tropical paradise of and just like the food the food the food is really good we went there right before the pandemic so we went christmas 20 2020 right before the pandemic started is when we went to thailand we loved it too we were only there for like maybe two weeks or something like that but i loved it um you guys just gotta tune into like a girlfriend's conversation about travel just please feel free to message either (laughs) one of us if you're looking for the as she calls it maldives thailand all the places um elise Today's conversation was so good because I just know my people need to hear every like last word that you have to say. Where does everyone find you? Mention your podcast. You guys, I've been on her podcast. Um, what was it? Like at least over a year ago? It was a while ago. Yeah. Oh I think it was even longer actually when I was oh looking. Gosh. I was like, damn, that was ages ago. Ugh. Um yeah, thing, the things we didn't do is the podcast. It's all about like, I'm, as you probably can tell, I love simple, streamlined, simple, scalable business models. It's just like, I think any business model can work that way, but it comes down to really how well you do the things that matter. And so I love sharing stories about all the things we didn't need to do to grow and scale. Um, I shared tons of in-depth trainings over there. So would love to have you join. I'm also on Instagram, Elise underscore Danielle underscore. You can find me there. And then I have a Facebook group that's got, oh my God, literally like five years of juicy ass trainings in there. So you can come join that. That's the Purpose Driven Badass Entrepreneur. The Purpose Driven Badass Entrepreneur. I don't even know if I'm a member of that group, but I will be joining it. I'll have my assistant do it because I'm horrible at Facebook. But I'm so, so grateful for you. We are so aligned, even though we're a million miles apart. I'm so grateful for you being here. Thank you for having me years ago on your show. I just, I love what you talk about. I love what you preach because you're the real deal. And you guys, please go follow Elise underscore Danielle underscore right now. If you can't find her profile, go to mine because I follow her. She's got great content content. She says it like it is. Go check out her podcast because we need more women talking about the real deal and enjoying their lives and doing it in a sustainable way. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I just love talking to you so much. Love Deb. 
Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.